This season of Good is sponsored by Good Treatments. Good Treatments is a highly curated shop of pre-made treatment designs for commercials, music videos, features, and branded content. We've all spent sleepless nights writing our treatments, only to have to start from scratch on the design. With Good Treatments, you have the look of a custom design without the cost or time. With drag and drop tools, you simply replace your images, copy and paste your text, and you're good to go. For our good listeners, we're giving away a coupon code for 20% off your next purchase. Simply use code GOOD20 at checkout. See all the treatment designs at goodtreatments.space. All right, so where are you right now? You're in uh, Miami? I'm in Miami. Dude, I saw you. You sent us a photo yesterday where you were like suited up like uh, Breaking Bad or like Dexter or some shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, what you Wait, didn't Dexter happen in Miami? Yes, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it did actually. Okay, so uh, I'm in Miami. Uh, I'm down here with my wife. Uh, actually, one of our other friends is down here. We went to, it's called Super Blue. It's like, um, I think it's like a pop-up museum extension of the, nice. um, I don't know if it's Rubel or the Rubel Museum. It's like a, like a private collection museum down here, which is awesome. But this is a pop-up called Super Blue. A couple big installation type projection things. And then uh, James uh, Terrell and S. Devlin have um, installations that we saw. They were both very cool. Nice. By the very, way, your, your, your headphones are rubbing against your hoodie a little bit, just FYI. Um, there you go. Yeah, just let it rest. Um, dude, I sent you guys a photo from five years ago this morning. I know, right? Me and Casey. You and yeah, Casey. So cool. I have a Christian in my old front yard in Nashville. Dude, that was a. I honestly look back at that shoot very, very, very fondly. Yeah. Because Christian was DPing. You were producing with. Casey slash pickle. Um, and that was what the second thing we had done. We had, we had gone to Arizona to shoot a music video right after mm-hmm. I went freelance. Correct. Um, and we told, we Correct. told us talked about this recently, but like the first time we met was you picking me up from the airport in Las Vegas. Correct. Remember this? <laughs> and I it do. was like, Very it was well. like, we didn't skip a beat. It was like, it was like, we never met, but it was like full on, like immediately. Yeah. Agreed. Which doesn't always happen. No. No. Especially in the, not only the director-producer relationship, but just in life as humans, right? Yeah. Though I think we both had enough mutual friends at that point. Yeah, that's true. That we, there was already a level of respect for sure. And in both of our work up to that point where we, but we, yeah, I think we, we were definitely like laughing within like 10 minutes. <laughs> just like, yeah, there was a vibe. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then Christian, I can't remember. We were trying to figure this, this out. Did we pick Christian up from the airport too? Or did we meet? Yeah, him I later? picked you up. Yeah, I picked you up. I think we had a day and then we picked up Christian the next day, I think. Nice. Because Jared, I think we went out and drove south and scouted okay. some of that before Christian got in. Nice. But Christian, it was the same thing, man. Within yeah, like yeah. Hopped in, meeting you yeah. right away. I mean, I know you guys knew each other, but Christian and I, I, Christian and I, I don't think we knew each other. No, it was no. the first time we met. Yeah, and then just the three of us were like in the middle of nowhere, just, like, yeah. just giggling, thing. just, just like... giggling. <laughs> Dude, I, I will say one of my favorite RH <laughs> memories is we were in the middle of nowhere, Arizona. You know, by design, we were like shooting out like in the desert, and. uh we had finished shooting. I remember this too, man. Honestly, this is a good, this is a good moment of me like growing up. And I remember you kind of like helping me. I'll get to what I was going to say in a second, but uh, I remember we had finished shooting like a long day and kind of my life at that point was like, there is no 10 hour day, 12 hour day. You just fucking shoot until you're done, <laughs> until you feel like you've got everything that you could possibly need. And I remember our talent, Molly was like, Hey, I'm kind of tired. Like, I think we're kind of at our 12 hour, 12 hour day. And, uh, and you took me aside. Like, Hey man, um, I think we need to stop. We need to stop shooting now. Molly's really tired. So, uh, why don't we just kind of chill out get something to eat and just kind of pack it up for today. And I was like, 12 hour day. What? (laughs) (laughs) 
but uh, I remember. Now, now can you though imagine the opposite? No, just like no, filming with no. people, making things, and no one like cares about how long. No, no, that yeah. was. I mean, it's funny that was only five years ago, but I just came from a world of like, there are no limits for better. No, for sure. But mostly worse, you know. Yeah, um, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I, I remember, remember even like we we maybe it was like the third day or something. it felt like we shot for a week, but we, I think we only were there for three days or something. But I think me and you just like woke up r- really early one morning and just went and shot in that little ghost town that we had found. Yeah, like I was the, I, all I'm saying is I was there for you, dude. No matter how yeah. many hours. Yeah, I don't I care about that. Molly. I Molly appreciate was, the the. <laughs> Remember, like the other. I'm hotel? rolling my eyes right now. I'm rolling my eyes to everyone who's listening uh, with what Christian. Remember the other hotel that was across the street that we were going to stay at, and then you tried to go shoot in their parking lot, and they yeah, were like, they were get like, out of here, off. get out of here. Oh yeah, 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 um, yeah, totally. But the, we watched the World that's Series. That's what I was going to say, dude. That was dude, that's one of my moment, favorite huh? RH memories. Is we were in this tiny little motel. You got to tell people how tiny. Like, uh, RH is like dimensions. Oh, though. sure, sure. He's very tall. Yeah, not a lot larger than my dimensions. <laughs> what? The hotel room. Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> so RH is one of those guys, like, if he's in an airport, it's like, do you play basketball is a question that is, yeah, <laughs> is often asked. So yeah. that kind of vibe. And then we're in this tiny uh, motel room that, like, I think you were trying to say just now, RH, which was kind of confusing, but the, <laughs> the motel room was not much bigger <laughs> Then you are tall. Uh, and for whatever reason, you were just a real homie. You knew that, like, I don't know. I guess you thought we needed sleep more than you did. There are two tiny beds. And you're like, you know what, guys? I'm just going to crash on the floor. You guys, probably because you couldn't fit on one of the beds. Maybe that was more of it. But uh, No, man. I was being a servant. <laughs> yeah. Servant leader. For <laughs> sure. Leader. But we were chilling. No, honestly. Yeah. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, I was just going to say. In a situation like that, I've learned from years of traveling and staying in hotels and staying in hotels with other people. The real spot in that is on the floor. It's called the Big Willie spot. It's just you can spread out. You make your own situation. I'm not either sharing a bed with another person or I'm not yeah. on a small twin bed because I'm six, yeah. almost 6'5", six pretty much 6'5". Yeah. So then I'm on the floor. Yeah. I have room to move around. You know, yeah. yeah. I mean, really, were those beds really that much more comfortable than the Pro- floor? Probably not. But probably okay, not, so no. let me set the scene a little bit more though. So it's these tiny beds, and we're kind of like all like in our in our like jammies, like ready to go to bed. But we've in the corner there is this old kind of like shitty TV that's like yep. that's like like installed like in the top corner of this motel room and it's you know probably like a 12 inch tv or something it's and like on, it's like right out of like a todd hito photo yeah exactly exactly yeah. like a yeah um and on it is like what i can't remember is it i don't know if it went to seven games but it was like whatever was like the game where who won was it the who won the world series that night I'm trying to remember. Cubs, right? Was it the Cubs? Yeah, wasn't that the I Cubs? It was the Cubs. Yeah, it was like the it Cubs broke their like 92 year drought or 112 yeah. year drought. Exactly. Or and so we were just like in this tiny uh, motel room in the middle of Arizona, watching together on this miniature television, <laughs> and we were just like, I remember so it in it. It so was well. it was amazing. Yep. It was a real it was a real uh, moment for sure. Also, that motel room was like everything you want in a. Uh, middle of nowhere it's true desert like you put a production designer and like three yeah. rpas in there for like two days and they couldn't have done a better yeah, job yeah, yeah, exactly. it was like naturally yeah um so anyway that was kind of like our uh that's when we all met that's when we all and, met and really worked together the first time yeah. and a lot of a lot of like interesting things from that alone remember going to get sushi with uh john mark that was cool he came out for like a day yeah yeah it's good sushi i like john mark a lot um Anyway, so that's when we met, and that was late 2016. So we're on like, yeah, kind of like year yep. five or six. I think it would be cool to discuss RH's like, I think when I think about what you do, um, I mean, aside from just like loving to hang out and be around you, and I know that you're going to put great shit together, and I can trust you with so much, um, I 
I feel like your kind of commitment to making things happen. I mean, of course, like safely on budget, like all the things that like really, really matter. Like obviously that you check those things off, but also there's a commitment to like, um, not needing things to be like, um, how would you describe it? RH like, or, or even Christian, like things don't have to be done. Like the, uh, prototypical kind of way. Yeah. I think, I mean, that's part of like, uh, RH's like inherent gift in some way. Exactly. Exactly. Not like you said, like, I think he, he hits a lot of just like normal boxes that I think any producer would hit. But I think from the jump, he looks at it for like different opportunities that are like much more, um, I don't, I dare to say sort of like, um, sort of like just universe sort of given ideas. You know what I mean? Where like, what is like the sort of, yeah, like what is sort of the, um, the X factor in all of this that we could also, even if it's just for us, not the production, you know, like even if it's just for our experience doing the production. I mean, um, it makes me think about when we were in Montana for rainbow kitten surprise, RH, which you produced. Um, and Josh Goldman was shooting that one. And for, this is just a good example of kind of how your brain works, which is like, uh, you had, uh, Casey, um, and you were like, yo dude, let's go out a few days early. And we're just going to kind of like scour this town and start to just like get to know people, yeah, you know, yeah. meet people, go to bars, kind of make connections, et cetera. Um, so that was kind of one thing that was in play. And then you also knew that like you had a homie who had some land out there and kind of that could yep. be like your HQ, right? Like your headquarters. And so it was like, we don't have everything figured out, but we're going to go out early and we're going to kind of start like street casting, knowing that we've got a, a good place yep. to kind of like call home more or less. Um, and let's just kind of like see what kind of groundwork we can do before, uh, Josh, the DP and, 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 uh, me, uh, before we get there and then we show up and things are pretty much like casted up. There's a few gaps, you know, like as to be expected. And then we're like, cool, Mm -hmm. let's go find this person, that person. And we almost shot it like this documentary, like, like a performance documentary kind of thing. You know what I mean? Um, And I think that approach is just like so sick. And I think that that applies to a lot of different projects that we've done where it's like, we have kind of like a safety net and we have things in place, but also like, I, I, as a director, enjoy being like really reactive, you know, like I like to be presented mm-hmm. with like a, a space or a location or a person and kind of being able to like react to like how that feels, you know? Um, and I think that you're always really good at setting that stuff up in a way that feels, uh, yeah. real, you know, all right. Can you, have you like Thanks. been able to identify like where that comes from in your like upbringing or like in your style? I think um, I think every well, I would say this: the the first thing I think about is like within any medium of art, you have to allow a little bit of space for like the magic to happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And uh, there's uh, that obviously plays true in filmmaking, maybe more so than even you know I don't know, but not to compare different mediums, but within film for sure, there's like a huge component of trusting that some things are going to like happen and the magic's going to be there and things are going to connect, but also having that baseline of like, and depending on the project and what you're obviously trying to accomplish, certain things are in play. Certain things are set up. Certain things are like very, uh, dialed in, obviously yeah. or- organized, dialed in, et cetera. But I think if you have that baseline that's there and then you're working and collaborating with, you know, a director like yourself in that instance, Jared, who enjoys, being able to play a bit and be spontaneous and find things and react. Then you just, you just go into that owning it and just being like, okay, let's go. Now I have to say this too, though. Like, I mean, that has literally been like, there are things like that. When I look back at rainbow kitten surprise, you know, video specifically, it's like, it's like magic thinking about how it all played out. But in the moment, I mean, I was like operating on like very little sleep was very, very worried at times anxious about things yeah certain things like had to hit and they did yeah but literally 
you know, and, and again, you can't, I think for, for people who are wanting to produce or already producing or even like thinking and listening to this in, in terms of that video and who are familiar with it, it's not like we just went out. Yeah, exactly. We didn't go out there and just blind find everything yeah. on the day and do yeah. it. Yeah. It was like, actually, it was like strategic, um, being strategic, but also strategically leaving space to let things happen too. Yeah. And just trusting that they would happen and fall into yeah. place. I mean, literally everything in just and around the rodeo and the cowboys <laughs> yeah. and the real people. And like literally the fact that Josh had a camera in basically sitting on the railing of the ring with a, with like a, yeah. a cowboy on a bull about to release that we did yeah. not meet until like 25 <laughs> minutes before that on the day. Yeah. And then he's in there with yeah. a camera, but like everyone around everyone who organized it, everyone's cool with it. It's like, you could try to set that up for three weeks and actually not get it done. Exactly. If you went through proper channels and this and that. But again, but again, it depends. It depends on whether it's a music thing. Is it a commercial thing? Is it a doc thing? Obviously, all that. Dude, but we also had people who were like, <laughs> this is a funny story. The Because we would kind of like film with people and sometimes we would film. I think most of the time we would ask them, of course, if it was okay. Yes. Um, and we'd have to get a release from them. But I yep. think there was one person that we shot with there are a few instances of like shooting and then like we would come back after and be like, Hey, here's kind of like the lowdown. Here's where this video is. Are you cool with us? And there was one guy and we told him the name of the band and he was like, Nope. Yep. <laughs> Rainbow yeah. kid surprise. Nope. Yeah, he was a very quick. No. <laughs> and a uh, hard no. There was no, and his loss. Cause it's a, his loss. Cause it's a sick video, but he was a very quick. So there's no. stuff yep. like that too though, you know, but I think for the most part that was like pure magic. Yeah, it was. And even thinking about like, I don't know. I'd be interesting to even think about too. Like I, Jared, also I know I have a, I have a, I feel like a pretty good sense at this point of the way that you like to work yeah. in a situation like that. Yeah. I know not every director that I produce for would operate like you in that setting either. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or would want, want it to be. But I feel like Jared, you're, and I think Christian, you, you, you would probably be in the same, some sense too. Like, if there's a baseline there and it's something like that and also a project that you want to be very art creative leading, yeah. you're like actually would prefer that than to board everything up. Right. Or, right. So it's like, I think that's actually, that to me is some of the, especially as I, I get into larger commercial type projects, that's the stuff that I look back at and I like want to recreate I that know. for me from an enjoyment level, from a challenge level, from like a creative, from me being an artist level, like, that stuff is like, there's a high in that and there's an excitement in that that you can't get no. other places. Do you guys feel me on that? It is weird to look to look back and uh, and realize that like some of that stuff earlier in your career that you wished was more like big budget or like, you know what I mean? That you're like, I wish it was like this at the time. It doesn't seem like legit enough. But then you like look back and then you're like, dude, that was perfect. That's how I feel about swipe right that we shot in Nashville anyway not to be too insidery because I'm sure people are like what are you talking about but uh, we just had a like I just feel like we like kind of found like a groove that um that worked and and I think um yeah I think you've continued to carry on RH like kind of in your style of you know I know you've done like a lot of stuff with Kings of Leon and they kind of like have their own vibe and I think uh you've done a ton of shit but like I think your ability to kind of like throttle like your um, like kind of where you're meeting like the director or even like the client or the artist, like where they're at, I think is very, uh, very cool and pretty unique to you, you know? Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I would say that I'm, uh, especially where I'm at now in my career, I'm basically, I want to continue the approach and what I'm creating and the projects I'm working on leading and producing kind of the way that um, I like my wife and I like approaching like a city for the first time. And that like that high, low approach of like, you know what I mean by that? No, no, no. Like high, low, like the nice, nice spot dive bar, the nice, this place, this place, like, like pour over science scientists making your coffee and truck stop <laughs> coffee. Like yeah. the whole yeah. gamut, you know, yeah. almost more so than a lot of stuff in the middle. Like yeah. I'd rather go to like, like five course, like prefixed menu, like this and that. And then I want to go eat street tacos. Yeah. Like, 
I think that's an interesting thing for, especially for people like myself and even the three of us where we're at in our career is like, and we talk about this, but the, even the bigger stuff that you do, the more commercial, the bigger budgets, yeah. the more, the high pressure, et cetera. I want to continue also just be making art with my friends. Yeah. Bottom line yeah. period. Dude, I feel like the more conversations that we have, and not like this is like news to us, but I feel like, you know, even talking Christian, talking to Josh Rubin a few weeks ago, and even talking to Oscar Jimenez yesterday, it's like this central theme of like just finding ways to do that, you know, just like making what you want to make with people that you like trust. Um, and again, that's not like news, but I think the, the more experience you get, or maybe it's actually the other way. I feel like when you're younger, you assume that like the better thing is more money. Yeah bigger productions, more toys, larger sets. And I think in a lot of ways I look back at um, some of the shoots we're discussing now and I'm like, dude, that's like it, you know, like it's fun to make money. Of course it's necessary. It's part of the thing. And I, I, I like making money. I think we all do. Um, and it's fun to shoot on big sets. There's definitely a place for that. And I'm glad that I've had that experience. I know we all have, but I think like at the core of it, it's like when I can, I'd like to get uh, I want to get back to, to that kind of stuff when I, when I can't, you know, like. Absolutely. Think, or it's important to always continually like be experimenting and playing in the realm yeah. with people you care about of um, just literally making art with your friends. Yeah. Yeah. I think it keeps us sharp too. I think so. I think so. Yeah. I think, um, RH, is there, is there just to kind of go back a little bit, but, is there anything do you feel like you you got that sort of mentality that you're talking about from from the music side? Like, yeah, maybe let's yeah, step back Rich, and kind of give us a little like uh high altitude flyover of kind of your experience, your career. Yeah, so I mean, um I'll do that first and then Christian I'll, I'll answer that for sure. I think it all plays together, but yeah, based I mean, I basically started in music. Um I grew up you know, in Charlotte, I, I was a PA on the music side of things, worked at a music venue right out of high school. And even in high school, basically found myself PAing for tour managers when they would come through town from thousand cap rooms to the kind of the arena in town. And then basically uh, watched what tour managers did. Yeah. And then found some artists who needed tour managers and started tour managing production manager, all that on the music side. And then basically kind of 2010 fell into more of a management role, 2010, 2011, and uh, was managing musicians. Working in a management company, was in LA for a bit, et cetera. And then kind of 2015, really about a year and a half before I met you guys is when I really took a break from music, kind of reset for a moment and was like, okay, I still want to be involved in the arts. I still want to be making things. I still want to be working with other creatives. I don't think it's managing musicians right now necessarily. Yeah. Um, and what does that look like for me? And then honestly, I think Jared, you were one of the first people. I don't remember how it even happened. Me neither. Actually. But I remember, yeah. I remember, remember now no country. That's why no country is such a very special thing to me because I remember you being like, would you want to produce this? Yeah. And I literally told myself first internally, yeah. like, you don't know how to do that or you can't yeah. do that or you shouldn't do that or that's not what you do. And then was kind of like had a reframing of sorts and then went out and we like, I thought we made something really great. It was a great process, whatever. And then slowly some of that kind of happened more to where now I'm like, basically that's the bulk of my work is obviously producing music and commercial work, documentary, et cetera. Um, and feature films. And feature films. <laughs> and that skill set for me from being uh, production-oriented on the live music side to working with and managing musicians, which is basically encompasses like a lot of skill sets <laughs> all together yeah. bundled up into one. Yeah. Skill sets, life sets, everything. And then finally going, okay, no, I'm going to focus all of this into one medium right now of what it, we're going to call filmmaking. Sure, yeah. Has been... And I look at it now like a pretty natural journey, though at different times when you're in it, you're like, what's happening? Am I doing the right thing? You know, obviously yeah. we all go through that. But yeah. that's kind of like, it, I mean, that's brought me in the last really, I guess, would be 17 years, last 15 years, decade and a half to where I'm at now. 
RH, I would be remiss if we didn't tell people that you uh, tour managed uh, Maylene and the Sons of Disaster, which is one of my favorite bands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it definitely is worth saying that you were doing this at a really high level. Like, yeah, yeah. But I also um, think there's something special about you know, obviously the larger artists that you were working with at the end, in contrast to sort of like van life back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Like. I think yeah, what you're talking about, the high-low, like, right. it is sort of that. Like, you, you came from, like, I mean, I've experienced sort of, like, van life. You've experienced van Like, there's this weird sort of energy that stays with you for, like, years where you're, like, sort of – it's sort of addictive, you know, where you're, like, yep. anything is possible. Like, we can, we can go anywhere and, and make anything happen, but we're all just kind of, like, roughing it. I think there's yeah. something special that that I I think you bring into the into the producing side that maintains that feeling, you know. Yeah, and I I it's cool to hear you say that, Christian. I think that like part of that in me may be back to your earlier question that may be where some of that was really instilled with me, which yeah. was <clears throat> you go with a group of people to accomplish a goal together, a creative goal, whether yeah. it be a tour or a show or whatever, a film or whatever, and you you all are like committed. You're like, we got to do this and we'll do this however we have to. Yeah. Yeah. And whatever we all have to do. And if we get stuck in snow off the, off the highway between, you know, Seattle and Boise through the pass, we'll shovel it out and we'll do it. Yeah. And if we all have to sleep in the van and like eat protein bars and (laughs) boiled eggs and whatever, we'll do it. Yeah. Straight up. And if we have to put, I mean, we used to put like seven, six, seven dudes in one hotel room with two queen beds, you know? Yeah. And sleep and literally sleep in the van in a Walmart parking lot on, on the road. You stuff. would be on the floor though. <laughs> big wheelie, right always the beds. Big, big also wheel. right in front of the TV. Nice. It's perfect, perfect. Uh, hey, so but yeah, so no, for, I think for, Christian, you know that world. So like, yeah. yeah. Sorry, not to interrupt. Uh, for like maybe producers who are starting out or are finding themselves kind of like maybe hovering around the same kind of jobs that they were doing when they were getting started. Maybe talk about like your. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Maybe talk about your kind of like progression of like, okay, I started doing these kinds of things. And how did you kind of start to build to working with more clients, higher level, higher budget stuff? Like what, is, what does that kind of look like over the past few years? Well, yeah, I'm happy to share. I would say that, for, I mean, it's definitely unique to me, you know, right? In the sense that everybody, everybody's world looks different. Yeah. But sharing from what I've learned, I think, yes, it started out, uh, making things with directors who I genuinely got along with, yep. believed in, and thought were making like work that I wanted to be attached to yes. for sure. Yeah, that was a starting place for you. Yes. Yeah. And you know, Jared, you, uh, Josh Coleman, of course, um, really people that I had like, well, you know, I guess we didn't have a, a relationship prior to working together. But, but we had enough. Who I, we had enough, like a rapport, yeah. respect, mutual friends, mutual et cetera. Friends, but yeah. so I think it's making things with your friends, and then I think ultimately trying to create basically a community where everybody is supporting and helping each other out. Yeah. And it's if everyone is making great work and everyone is collaborating and communicating and working together, and everyone's pushing themselves and everyone's taking some risks and everyone's like whether it be your community as other filmmakers or creatives, et cetera, at some point people are going to start to get those like projects that where they kind of get to like, they start to level up, right. you know? Right. And, right. and there's so many different ways of like talking about the different levels and this and that, but let's just say the projects get a little bigger, a little bigger, a sure. little bigger, a sure. little bigger. And then you're just naturally, you're all, you're all working together. And I think at some point you're going to bring something to someone that's a bigger project for them and you're able to bring them into it right. and they smash it. Yeah. And then the same way someone's able to bring me onto something to come and produce and we come in and hopefully we smash it. And then all of a sudden they just brought you up into that level with them, like shoots and ladders. I vibes. do think that you, know? you feel like, <clears throat> at least from my perspective, you know, I don't know everything that you're working on, of course, but like it feels like your pool of directors that you're working with stays fairly small. Would that be fair to say? Uh, I would say it's like definitely like uh, probably a handful. Yeah. Yeah. Handful plus maybe one or two. I, I typically am not at this point in my career too. I'm not going out and producing something for a director that I do not know or have any right, yeah. mutual friends or connection. I'm not to say that I'm opposed to that. I'm just saying I'm, 
currently that's not the way my world works. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, I think we can all say like most of what we're doing is pretty relational, but I think for you specifically, it feels like, yeah, you like to kind of like dig in and invest in, in, um, whether it's directors or artists or, or whoever, I, I definitely feel that from you. Um, consistency, right. Yeah. That's huge to what we do. And you said the word community. And I think that that is such like a, it feels like such an RH like word. I feel like you're always kind of, um, generating that in, in some way. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. What do you, okay. So you, I know, you know, like, like we talked about, we kind of dove into a project early on and you're kind of like shift into film production and a lot's happened over the past five or six years. But, um, what do you find yourself kind of most interested in now? What does the future kind of look like? What are you like after, you know? And that could mean like mm. types of work or just like the types of people you want to work with or types of work you want to be making or level of work, whatever. But where's your eye right now? Good question. I think um, I'm the core of what I'm doing. I'm still incredibly interested and inspired by working with artists and making new things on planet earth. You know, yeah. I know that sounds like really broad, but I think if you boil everything down, like I'm really uh, it, it's exciting to me to continue to make things that have never existed before, whether that be a music video or a commercial th- project or a, um, a book with a friend or, you know, anything that's like just making new things to put out into the earth. I think that's one of the very few things we get to leave behind too when we're gone. And I'm still interested in commercial work and and obviously still involved in that and and busy in that world. I'm interested in more work with uh, music, musicians. Yeah. I'm also interested in... um, the world of like more long form, like feature films. Yeah. I'm interested in, um, for me personally, like making some more personal art at this point in my life. Yeah. Whether that be some writing, some painting. Um, your paintings are I'm sick by the way. <laughs> what's, what's your, what's your deviant art, uh, usernames <laughs> if people can find you. <laughs> uh, Dude, but seriously, I, I really am. I'm, I'm taking piano lessons. I'm taking piano lessons. Are you really? Dude, yeah, thirty-five. That, I'm taking piano lessons. I freaking love. Um, <laughs> dude, we you we were in Nashville recently. And... We were in Nashville recently, and you brought us to your office. And just to like say what Jarrah said, like I walked into your office, and you have all these paintings, and I'm like, I think I was like, who did these? And you're like, yeah, I did that one. I did that one. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, bro! Like these are great. Like I'm not even I'm not even like bullshit. Like I was <laughs> Thanks, like dude. very tempted Thanks, to be dude. like, can I? buy this from you (laughs) yeah is there a way for me to have this um but you're also kind of the guy that would like not i I think this is like one of the coolest sort of facets of just the way that you think but like you know i feel like you would paint those things and never show anybody like they're literally just for like for yourself yeah i haven't really showed a lot of people you know what i mean yeah, but they're fantastic. They're, it's therapeutic you know? for me at this yeah, point. Yeah, it's like therapy. Thank you. Thank you. Man, I want something like that. Respect. I feel like... I want to keep doing it. It's like... It's all... Well, yeah. What it like... Yeah, find, find out... Like, it's like... If it's part hobby. It's part therapeutic. It's part... Um, uh, you know... Uh, part of, I think, an exercise for me as an artist. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think that goes back to producing, too. Like, people... I think producing... Well... Producing and the word producer means so many things to so many right. people. But I would say that um, I feel like there's so much I approach producing as, as an artful exercise as can happen. I also approach it from a business standpoint, from a relationship standpoint, from you know a professional standpoint. But it is an artistic endeavor for me, yeah. 1,000%. Yeah. And I don't think that I, – I actually I know not everybody approaches it necessarily that way, which is fine. I think if you were to approach it less artistic and more practical in some ways, it probably could be potentially like a little more easier at times. I tend to get very involved on an, an emotive level, like on a heart level with the things that I produce as well. Yeah. And with the filmmakers that I'm working with. Yeah. Jared, you know this Christian, you know this, but <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Yeah. I think that that's like part of me painting and like taking piano lessons at this point in my age, in my career, in my life is like, 
that's all actually helping me be a better producer. Yeah. I fully believe that. And a better that's person, which I feel like is kind of... Um, yeah, of course, better person too. But yeah, better, like helps me across everything that I do and staying curious, staying interested, staying open to learning, you know? Yeah. Let me ask you this then, Arch. Um, obviously, we're producing this thing for Jared right now, this feature endeavor, and we've come a long way. But mm-hmm. um, maybe bring me back to like sort of sort of the anxiety that we me and you sort of shared like when we first had this project like we just i'd love to hear this i don't know if we both sort of just said yes but like what were sort of the first things that you maybe calculated in your head as far as like yes i want to do this project like obviously jared and there's a relational side but like the challenge of doing a feature you know what i mean like what were some of the Mm -hmm. the anxieties that you were feeling like when we first started i think I think it's uh, it's terrifying to say yes to doing something that you've never done before. Yeah, yeah. I think there's so many unknowns, you know, and a little bit of it is also just like walking this path to a. You don't know fully where it goes, and b. You don't know what challenges you're going to have. I'd feel like if it wasn't you guys, I. I, I wouldn't have done it probably at this point in my career necessarily, but because it's you yeah. guys and Jared, it's because it's ultimately you're a filmmaker that I really care about and respect. Um, I'll, I'll roll. We'll, we'll just, we'll all go, we'll do it together, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, it's, a, it's, I, I, I don't know for me, I guess I wasn't lost to the fact of how hard it would be. Yeah. Yeah, same, dude. I, dude, I honestly feel like, um... and it's honestly hasn't been a surprise to me that it's been like, <laughs> yeah, tough, tough. It truly, yeah, it's it's been challenging, and I continue to expect it to be challenging, um, because what we're doing and making a film of any sorts is not an easy task by any means. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I feel like, uh, especially really early on, Jared, like, and I think we've had. numerous conversations just me and rh but like there's always this sense of like i i'm a really like anxiety filled person like there's a lot of i'm in this if i don't know how to do something i i get a little panic but there's this like um feeling that i that i've had this entire time that like i know if rh has my back then we're good you know what i mean which i think is like a really special thing that that you bring buddy like I agree. Yeah. This weird sort of like, uh, even though I know like what's going on in your head is like very probably the same as mine. I think the way that you sort of can figure it out and sort of, um, yeah, ease ease the conversation into something like, you know, almost like a, God, I don't want to sound pretentious or like weird, but like sort of like a spiritual leader in like a weird way. You know what I mean? Where like... Hmm something's going on. And even recently we've had things that are going on where we're like, we're talking about, you know, things that we need to do and and things that are coming, things that are happening versus not happening or going wrong or whatever. There's like always this, like, we'll all have a conversation where we're panicking or whatever. And then, (laughs) and then RH like comes in and he just like tops it off with this, like, we're doing the right thing. Like everybody's good. I love you guys. This like very, you know what I'm saying, Jared? Like this weird. Yeah, it just brings. Like, I I do feel like. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think you, and I'm sure like. People that you've worked with in music, and. Uh, and, people that you've led or like worked for or whatever probably say the same thing. There is just kind of this like. Uh, what 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 would be like the word? Just kind of like. Um, uh. You bring it's like stability, I guess. There is some kind of like some stability of like, um, hmm. just I like you said, Christian. Like n- things are going to go like to complete shit if RH is kind of like. But dude, some some t- yeah, exactly. Something some. some but if, and if they do, we'll be I'll be with you. You're tall enough to just carry us through it. Yeah. <laughs> when there was one some, set of footprints in the sand, some producers <laughs> would come out of project, and we've all, like I've worked with these kind of producers before too. Where like positivity doesn't always feel yes. authentic. You know what yes. I mean? Like and posit- also that positivity mm-hmm. isn't going to solve all of our problems. I feel right. like that's, yeah. 
Because it's it's not like he uh, it's not like RH comes at it with just like everything's everything's fine, guys. What are you guys What are you guys looking at? I don't understand. Everything's fine. It's like it's like uh, the more truth is the more pos- positivity. You know what I mean? Like when I, he has this ability to like look at something from a very like truthful perspective that actually feels positive. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah, I know. I, I know, know it might feel. Trick to people like we're just showering RH with love, which we are, uh, cause we do love you. Um, but I think this is helpful, like practically for like producers who are listening. Like these are the things that like are important to yeah. collaborators and directors and uh, fellow producers and stuff to, to feel like there is like a stability. Um, and I think these are important things that like, you know, for producers to bring to any project, to any relationship is to feel like, um, uh, dude, I've, I've described other producers as like, uh, you know, just like a ball of like tangled nerves, you know, like yeah. when, when, when I'm working on a project with someone else, maybe who I've worked with in the past, it's like, all I feel is like nervous energy that only makes me more anxious and nervous, you know? Yep. Um, yep. Yep. so I do, I do want this to be like a bit of a love fest cause we do love you RH, but I think it is helpful to love you guys to understand that like, this is a lot of the stuff that we appreciate about you as a person, but also that you bring to the stuff that we work on, you know, is like, um, there is like a, uh, yeah, just a level that we know you're going to bring to something when, when you're involved. Um, and it's not that well, way with I, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I appreciate you guys so much. And, and honestly, it's like, I would say if, if there's something I could like say to people who are coming up producing and, who want to be either want to be producers or already producing and want to be better. It's like, um, really, if you look at everything that's happening, no matter the size of the project, there's a lot of creative people all coming together to try to make something together. And like, if you're really treating everybody, uh, with respect and like really trying to push communication and really trying to, as a producer, protect the director and the vision and all of that. Like, I really feel like those are, you're going to put yourself in a place to where everybody can do what they do really great at. Yeah. Then you're going to make, make what you need to make. I mean, ultimately like one of my number one things that I think about when I'm basically putting together a team for a project is I try to hire everyone else's like far more talented people than myself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Straight up. I want to hire the most talented people I want to be the least talented person on set because that that's like, why would I not want to do that? Right? Like I want Hmm. the best people for the job and people want to feel respected. They want to feel taken care of. They want to feel heard. And, um, I think ultimately too, like protecting a director, protecting an artist, like it's also sometimes 100% speaking the truth and, and, and not just saying yes to everything. Cause like ultimately that could come back and hurt the whole project, the whole, the whole shoot. And then the, and I think I, I've been in situations where, I mean, I mean, Jared, I mean, the first thing that we did, the, the Kings, the first Kings thing that we did, and Christian, you were a part of it, was a lesson for me and like how to say no to a director. Yeah. And how I could have done that better. You hear me on that? Like, yeah. Like that, that alone, I feel like we could, we could process too. But like part of it is, is like if, I, if I'm protecting and trying to, protect the creative and the director and the team on this, especially if there's a very overly involved client or agency, et cetera, whatever, like label. Um, you also want to be able to speak truth about a situation. And yeah. Like, we, we can't, we can't do that. We can't afford I, that. I and think it's worth, why. it's worth mentioning. And this is again, like I always kind of love when I can get to this level with people that I work with, especially over and over again, is like all of us have had like conflict between each other. You know what I mean? Like moments of like, kind of like put your dukes up. Like, you know what I mean? Like we got, we got to figure this out. No, and literally with it, it, it's probably good for people to hear that on this call too. Cause like, I really appreciate every single thing you guys said about me and to me. Thank you. And I mad respect for both of you and love both of you. We have all been, and Jared, specifically you and I, we have had conflict agreed. And we have had times that were like, we're tough in in navigating a situation around a project without a doubt. Yeah. And like relationally, like, like, yo, how are we going to figure this out? Like we are not on the same page right now. We're misunderstanding each other. Things are getting like a bit heated. 
like, and to be, for me, I'm like, even thinking about making this movie together, I'm like, dude, I need to go into battle with people that I've like been there before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we've, and same yeah, thing with you, agreed. Christian, like you and I have had like that too, where it's like, whether it's a misunderstanding or I did something unintentionally or like what, whatever it was, it's like, we've kind of had like the, the moment of like really kind of testing like the grit of our relationship. Well, there's so, there's so much that there's so much time spent with people that you don't know or don't trust or haven't worked with where you're trying to be perceived correctly. Yeah. And if you get to a point where you've already gone through the gamut of like arguments or fights or whatever with people like you don't really care like you know that they love you and they know you know that they don't perceive you incorrectly so therefore you can just create you know what i'm saying like therefore yeah, I mean, you it can feels just, a little like, bit like yourself. marriage you know like you're in like a, re- a committed relationship like that and it's like whenever you're like on the other side of like an argument or a fight with your significant other it's like you're only like stronger you know not to make it yeah. too cliche Agreed. but the same thing with That's like true. a friendship you know it's like you're kind of testing like the metal of of how what can this relationship take and i feel like the fact that we've kind of been through that together and i've had like those moments i think yeah i think it only deepens like kind of the trust um moving forward you know yeah yeah i, I tell this story all the time but like one of my good friends now that i i can call sort of like whenever i I need something or whatever. Um, I mean, the dude punched me in the face when we were younger. You know what I mean? Like actually punched me in the face. Did it hurt? Yeah, dude, it hurt. It hurt in a lot of different ways. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, dude, like there's something in like many, you know, months later or like a couple years later, like we reconnected and it was like, we were just like, it was so much better. It felt weird that it was so much better. And we could just communicate in a little bit different, a stronger yeah. way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think not that any of us, any of us have like punched each other in the face, but I think. Agreed. Yeah. You know, just to be clear. No, just no, ver- only verbally. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there is this like, uh, but dude, it's the same thing kind of going back to sort of that van life RH, like you're, you're just on top of each other and you come out of those situations and I'm sure you felt this too. I like, you kind of go through the grinder on like a tour or whatever and you come out of it and you're like, God, that was really hard, but it's like the best time you've ever had, you know, like it's, it's like the most I will all, Just to counter that, like 100%, I've had a lot of those experiences. I think our relationship, kind of the, the three of us in our larger community is, is a good example of that, but also to make this feel a bit more like special, which it is, it's like, dude, I've also been in the trenches with people that I'm like, I never want to fucking see you again. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I've had that too, where it's like, we're on a shoot and it's rough and our relationship is not in a place or built to handle this. And I'm like, thanks, but no thanks. Like moving on. So I, I do feel like this is, I hope that people can find honestly, like kind of like the kinship that we found. Cause I, I do think that it is rare and it's not just like go through hard shit with random people and you'll have like, lifelong collaborators it's like it's it's a special thing when you find those people you know Um, and if you if you're listening and you haven't found those people and you're a younger artist or you know coming up and you're like finding and working with people for the first time and collaborating if you don't if you haven't found those people yet just keep going you will without a doubt and be open and be vulnerable and be intentional and you will find those other collaborators because filmmaking is a team sport yeah yeah and you you just they're out there for sure. You know, don't be, if you, if you haven't found them yet, it's okay. You will. And I think, and I think for us, it's like, I don't think there was a process of us seeking each other out. I think it was a, a longer process of working with a lot of good people. I think, you know, Josh Goldman's a great example of kind of like being a huge connector for, for you and me, RH. Um, and it was like, Josh is an amazing guy, an amazing filmmaker. And it's like, I think surrounding yourself with good people leads to more good people. I guess that's kind of what, what I'm saying. I agreed. Um, good yeah. people find good people. All right. Has there been a, I was just going to ask, uh, if there's an example that you can give of, of maybe something that you see in a person or a type of creator that just doesn't like that, you know, just doesn't work for you. You know what I mean? Cause I feel like you, you're also kind of a person that like, uh, very easily sees like 
the good in people, but I'm talking about long-term relationships. You know what I mean? Like if, if someone's not open to feedback and someone's not open to being able to process and talk through why something's not working. And I'll just say this specific to like uh, filmmaking. If yeah, if like a, a high level creative, uh, a creative role on a project is not open to feedback, not open to talking about why something's clearly not working, not open to, uh, working together on finding a solution. Yeah. I'm not really interested in working with them. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. So stay open, stay collaborative, you know, and I, I think, yeah, you got to hold strong to your, your vision, but I think some of the best directors I've been around and seen work when they really realized it wasn't working, they were able to pivot. They, right. could, they were able to communicate about it and they were able to, to, collaborate with the other talented people around them to problem solve and move forward. And they didn't get stuck on it and just dig their heels in the ground for, yeah, reason, yeah, you know? Yeah. So I think that's the biggest thing, but I, I, before I jump, I do want to say thanks for having me on guys. Love you too. And thanks for having a producer on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. Should have more producers on. And, um, <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, but I love you guys. Love you too. And, um, yeah. Tell Kayla what's up. Have fun in Miami. More um, soon. And we'll talk tomorrow. Yeah. This season of Good is sponsored by Good Treatments. Good Treatments is a highly curated shop of pre-made treatment designs for commercials, music videos, features, and branded content. We've all spent sleepless nights writing our treatments, only to have to start from scratch on the design. With Good Treatments, you have the look of a custom design without the cost or time. With drag and drop tools, you simply replace your images, copy and paste your text, and you're good to go. For our good listeners, we're giving away a coupon code for 20% off your next purchase. Simply use code GOOD20 at checkout. See all the treatment designs at goodtreatments.space.